and welcome to Overinvested, a podcast about pop culture obsessions. I'm Morgan, and I'm here with my co-host, Gavia. Hello. So this is a short update post-Oscars. Uh, I went to bed at 6 in the morning and slept until 2 p.m. because I'm in the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I watched precisely zero of the Oscars because I also live in the United Kingdom and had to get up at 8. So... Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we were coming at this from different different angles, but we thought it would be valuable to uh, discuss briefly the end, which was by far the craziest shit I have ever seen on live television or live my computer. I really wish that I could have been awake to see it. If I'd woken up for like that kind of 10 minute stretch at like five in the morning to watch the chaos... You know, we were wrong, but how glad are we to be wrong? (laughs) Our friend Charlotte woke up and, like, checked Twitter basically at the moment that every film critic was tweeting, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Messaged me and was like, what is happening? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Wow. Her sleep schedule's some kind of psychic kind of thing. Yes, basically. For the two of you who do not know what occurred at the Oscars last night. It seems inconceivable, but like I kind of hope that there is someone out there who's getting their Oscars news like on Monday evening from our podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway got some misinformation and Faye Dunaway fucked up and read out the wrong uh, name of the film and said that La La Land won and then it didn't. And uh, I and then the producers of La La Land went up, did their little speeches, and then had to hand over the awards to the real winners. <laughs> Obviously, I I'm not a huge La La Land fan, but you can't help but feel sympathy for these guys. But on the flip side, I've now seen like several think pieces on Tumblr and Twitter and stuff. Like, yeah, these guys are like the heroes, and it's like, look, like, it's a bummer that they didn't win the right Oscar. But like, let's not overegg things here. The moonlight people are the heroes. <laughs> well, it was fascinating to watch the evolution of this because at like five in the morning last night, right after this happened, so there were obviously a number of producers on La La Land, and the guy who sort of took charge is a guy named Justin Horowitz. Yeah, the young and, bald guy. Yeah, and he sort of stepped forward and like held the card up so the camera could see it and was like, no, this isn't a joke. And he was immediately identified, and people on Twitter were like, that guy handled this really well. Which yeah, he, he did. did. He like, did handle he, it really well. He deserves credit because that would be really shitty. And then that was five in the morning last night, my time, so midnight, whatever. And then. When I woke up, this had snowballed into, like, Justin Horowitz, the hero we deserve. And I was like, wow, a lot has happened in the past Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, really hot takes. I mean, obviously, Oscar night, there's always a lot of hot takes. But this one, I also saw, like, the inevitable one where someone was like, Moonlight won because it's a rebellion against Trump's America. And I'm like, please credit Moonlight itself with, like, deserving the fucking Oscar, you tool bag. <laughs> I saw someone tweet, which was totally accurate the sort of overlap between people saying that this one because of politics and people writing not having actually seen any of these films and that specifically i imagine the venn diagram sort of substantial substantial overlap there as someone who actually watched the oscars how many speeches did have kind of an overt political angle one moment let me consult my list because i kept track Um, Morgan also updated me this morning to say that she got 16 out of 24 of her predictions right, which is apparently abysmal by her standards um, 
very sad. I think, so, I don't remember exactly what happened with the Moonlight speeches at the very end, because everything was such an insane, like... And I don't think they had any idea what they were saying either. Like, they were in such a state of shock because it was so weird. Um, but of the 23 others, only six, which was really surprising to me. Hmm. I thought it was going to be more. Um, and two of them were the salesman, which was obviously, like, of course, that was political speech. Um, and the documentary short subject, which is always just an advocacy speech, because that's why that... I mean, like, I mean, it's a documentary short. Documentary short subject have to exist. It would be amazing um, if, like, just one year there's just like a documentary short that's about like shoes or something, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so good. They're like, well, you know, I love shoes. <laughs> yeah, give it to that guy. So yeah, there was less of it than I sort of thought. There were a lot of people with pins of various kinds. Yeah, various... I saw a lot of ACLU pins when I was watching the important part, which is the red carpet. Yes, uh, Emma Stone had a Planned Parenthood pin, I believe. I think someone else had something else, but I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I mean, even Maharshala didn't do it. But, I mean, it's not a criticism. It's just an observation that there wasn't as much. I think also probably like SAG, everybody did because it was directly after. It was like the day after the Muslim ban mm-hmm. was announced. And so I think there was this feeling of, oh my god, we're at an award show, this is so fucked up. Like, we have to say something. And this obviously is the biggest one. And also, not that the political situation is it's still a mess, but it's not like something happened. Nothing yesterday. has happened in the last 24 hours. Yeah, it was just a bizarre situation. Well, and also just because we were saying, I did not think this is going to happen. Nobody thought this was going to happen. No one knows anything. This is what we have all learned in the past year. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of, like, on Twitter, I was sort of, like, I was joking that Morgan is now officially one of the people who, like, I mean, it's the same thing that happened with the election, right? We are literally those pundits, but, like, Morgan is one of those expert pundits who just, like, Ted Cruz is a (laughs) shoo-in. I mean, it really is just bizarre. I have rarely been as sure of anything as I was that while I was going to win that award. Yeah, I was sure um, too, because I'm kind of a pessimist. Yeah. But it did win all of the music stuff, which is, like, obviously tremendously well, yes. frustrating. I mean, but, like, of course, of course it, it was going six, to. It won six awards, which is a lot. But it had won every single precursor award, basically. It won, except writing, but that wasn't as surprising. What won writing? Moonlight won original at the WGA. But, but, but the Moonlight was... won adapted this time around. Yes, that's yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. It was then confusing because it was hard to predict what was going to win original at the Oscars because of yeah. that. The WGA is also weird because it's only American and then they exclude certain things and it's, it's just a hard thing. Um, Kenneth Lonergan won original for Manchester by the Sea, which I was... I did not know. I looked at the yeah. list, but like I guess I kind of scanned over a few categories because I was too busy being like, congrats to Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> No, I was so happy, and he gave such a lovely speech. Um, and Jay Smith Cameron, who is a wonderful actress, who's his wife, was really happy in the audience, and she's actually the right age to be married to him. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just so happy that La La Land did not win for screenplay. Um, Casey Affleck won, and Brie Larson, bless her heart, fucking froze him out again. Well done. 
Um, oh yeah, um, for, for people who are not like aware of this, like obviously because the like opposite gender person has to award the prizes yes, to like the other actor. The yeah, from the previous year. So she like has now twice had to award prizes to Casey Affleck, and she is you know anti-sexual assault advocate and made room last year, and that's what she won her Oscar for. And then this year she's had to like stand on stage and like hand over prizes to Casey Affleck, who you know is a known sexual harasser who's been through various lawsuits and what have you, and it's public knowledge. Um, but like somehow didn't make a dent on him winning an award, even though he's not really like a kind of celebrity, cool person that people like on a personal level. So his performance was just like so impressive they gave him the Oscar. But she handed it over and icily stood there without applauding, which is more or less the most you can do without actually throwing pig's blood on someone. Which would be nice. She was wonderful. Yeah. That category was a mess this year. I saw Fences finally yesterday. I saw three films yesterday. I literally ran back and forth across the city to different movie theaters. Yeah, I kind of saw that because like, I was films. checking my phone. I was I was at Hannibal Convention this weekend. Very great. <laughs> Met Brian Fuller and Hugh Dancy, so my life is like complete. Um, but like I was on the train back, and whenever I was checking my phone, you were on like, another movie, and I was like, what, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> I saw Fences, I saw Loving, and I saw The Salesman. Loving, a wonderful film. I was about to ask, because Loving is the only one of those three that I actually really want to see. You should you should definitely see it. I would recommend that highly to anyone. It is insane to me that Joel Edgerton did not get nominated, because I think he's better than Ruth Naga, who is also wonderful and completely deserving. Like This is not a, a slight on her I heard that her role, um, it's not so much her, but like her role is a bit more, it's like not as fleshed out as his in the movie. Yeah. Like in terms of like the role she's given rather than her performance. Yeah, it's not even that she is... Um, he does have slightly more to do, but it's also that his job is harder because she is more of a type of character that you've seen before. And he's someone who is this husband who is completely devoted to his wife and clearly a really good person, but is so sort of um, inarticulate about his emotions that he almost doesn't talk. But not in a way that's like, he's a repressed man and he's fucked up and like... He, his their marriage sucks. Like he, he totally loves her, and they have a really good relationship. He just doesn't speak, like almost at all. And yet he conveys so much. I was blown away by him. I, given the fact they nominated her and so clearly had watched the movie, I thought it was really strange that he hadn't gotten in there. Also, particularly because I have a theory. That yes, you may not buy into, but having heard this, my theory is that they literally just can't remember who Joel Edgerton is because he's so unmemorable <laughs> as an individual, even if he's like an amazing actor. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, I can't remember who that was. It's it's possible, but uh, yeah, he was better, I think, than everyone but Casey Affleck in that category. Interesting. I saw Fences and I did not like it at all, and I thought Denzel Washington was bad. I thought he was actively bad. I had no so I qualms sort of like, about reading mm-hmm. reviews for Fences because I have no intention to watch it. And it like a lot of the reviews were really like, it's kind ish. of better on stage. I've never seen the play and I could tell watching it that it must be an incredible play. But the way they had transferred it, I don't think worked at all. And even Viola, who of course, I am thrilled that Viola Davis has an Oscar. Her speech was incredible. She's one of the greatest actors alive. But she was giving a, a stage performance in a movie, which felt slightly weird to me. And he was doing the same thing, but I thought her performance was great, just in the wrong medium, and his yeah. was bad. And I just was like, what is happening? That follows stuff that I've heard about the film, where a lot of the thread that everyone kind of pulls out is that it just seems like a stage play, but not in a theatrically exaggerated way, more like he just didn't want to adapt it in a film yeah. kind of 
sense. But I have not seen it. Yeah, but I, I didn't like it. And so and there were other really good leading actor performances this year, although not it was definitely a best actress year, but they just didn't nominate them. So I was sort of like, You fucked yourselves over here. <laughs> Emma Stone, officially the finest actress of twenty sixteen. Oh my god. <laughs> I I also, since we last recorded, saw Twentieth Century Women, which is easily one of the best films of the year and did not get nominated for anything except screenplay. What does Annette Benning have to do to win an Oscar? I do not know. Because she should have won and didn't even get nominated. I don't... Did no one watch 20th Century Women? No, only the screenwriters, okay. I think. It took me a little while to get into it. And then once I was into it, I was like, this is the greatest movie. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, and Emma Stone... Yeah, it's, it's not really on my radar apart from a film that oh. you're really into because Annette Benning's good. <laughs> so... it's, not, it's not just that. The whole thing is like, yeah. it was like sublime. I was tr- like profoundly moved. Billy Crudup also was amazing and so different from Jackie. And I just thought, wow. I love Billy Crudup. I, I really, I really like him. And I think it's because I've seen Stage Beauty like three times. <laughs> I've never seen it. I only well, I be, yeah, you, we, you should watch it so I can watch it a fourth time. <laughs> It's the movie that he made with Claire Danes and then left his wife and married Claire Danes and then they eventually got divorced also. Yeah, Claire Danes escaped and went with the far superior option of Hugh Dancy, so yeah. that all ended well. Anyway. It's fine. <laughs> uh, the Oscars. Um, what else happened? Arrival won sound editing, which was the first big upset of the night, and I was thrilled, and then I thought, wow, I am a person who is capable of being thrilled. I think I saw a tweet along those lines from, I think, Helen O'Hara from Empire. So there's two of you that can have like a little a little party yeah. together about being really excited about the sound. I mean, if you think about all the weird sounds those aliens make. I'm not, I'm not dissing it at all. I mean, I there's know, some great weird but, uh, sounds in that movie. It also meant that they got an Oscar, which yeah. was really nice. Same number of Oscars as Suicide Squad. <laughs> Which, <sighs> just never, never gonna forget the uh, the fact the Joker has the word "damaged" tattooed across his forehead. Yeah. Although hilariously, the guys who won for Suicide Squad, it was two Italian men and um, I think an American, and um, they seemed delightful. And the first Italian guy was one of the guys who gave a political speech. It was like, I'm an immigrant, and like, you know, we are immigrants in this community, and he's. Like, he seemed adorable and so sweet. And I was like, oh, I'm conflicted now because you seem really nice, but I can't believe I mean, this I happened. also think in terms of the makeup for Suicide Squad, surely that's far more so to do with the kind of production concept design stuff because they were doing, like, concept sketches for the Joker and what have you. But anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other sort of good ones barry jenkins and um oh shit i can't i know his name the the other like um script guy gave a wonderful speech you should watch um they but they both screenplay awards together and so watching him and kenneth lonergan go one after the other i was like this is great this is fine i am good now (laughs) and then 
Moonlight won. So, in fact... I saw some great pictures of Barry Jenkins clearly having the time of his life taking selfies selfies with Isabelle Hubert, and I was like, of all the people to select here, fantastic. <laughs> well, he is like a serious hardcore... Well, no, no, that's why I was saying, because it was like really amusing yeah. to see him getting really hyped with like the least hyped person in the world, because he's like a kind of posh film person. <laughs> Yeah, and then someone dug up a number of photos of him doing essentially the same thing with her over the course of award season, and I was like, "This." Is cool. I'm oh god, happy I hope they're buddies. You... They might, well, they must be by now. He should cast her in his next film. That would be a wonder to behold. <laughs> How come she's not been in a Xavier Dillon movie? She would not deign. Really? I don't is think. Is he too trashy? He's too. I mean, I say this as a huge fan of Xavier Dillon. I get the sense that she would just be like, you are a child. <laughs> I am not dealing with this. <laughs> Come back in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Colleen Atwood won for designing Colin Farrell's suit in Fantastic Beasts and Where yes. to Find Them. They showed a little montage and they showed him and I was like, oh, that is why. And then I decided it was fine. I was like, this. I mean, I love Colleen Atwood, so I'll allow it. Even though I think she's done other better work, but whatever. There wasn't such an unbelievably obvious one this year, because I thought the costumes were really good in Jackie, but some people no, had... No, there, there wasn't. There wasn't one like, this year that was like... Someone was suggesting on Twitter, I can't remember who, that there was a big fight at some point, sort of among the like Sound Guild or something, to get those two sound awards, and that's why they split up. Like The sound editors were like, no, we really want our own award. But it seems slightly unnecessary, because it's mostly the same people who are working, uh, I mean, it's not all, but, like, you often see it, some overlap when the same movie does it, and you could just stick them all together and have three people instead of two win or whatever for sound. Um, and so combine the sound categories into one thing, I mean, split costuming up into sort of period fantasy and contemporary, and it would be so much better. Because they're basically two different, I mean, they're not, but they're basically two different things. Yeah. And then we would not be stuck with this every fucking year yeah. oh my god but i think i think we've uh we've covered all the categories yeah moonlight winning truly the most astonishing thing well, even if everyone, it hasn't been fuck up it's, it's one everything you can now stream on itunes if you're in america in the uk you can still watch it in theaters but i'm yes, pretty sure they'll be re-releasing it in the u.s this weekend so everyone yeah. can watch it <laughs> yeah and it's so worth seeing in a theater the cinematography yeah, yeah. is beautiful and it's so rare that the actual best picture of the year... Is actually the best picture. Sure. <laughs> I mean, almost never. The Hurt Locker was close. Certainly one of the very top. But of all the years I've been paying attention, this is absolutely the best movie that's ever won Best Picture. I think one of the very best of all time, probably. Um, and that's even not considering like the political stuff that makes this notable. I mean, it's just... It's nuts. So, Yeah. Good job to the Academy for letting all those new people in last year. It evidently helped. And no one knows anything. And now it's 2017. Yeah. And there are different things to see. And you can join us next week where we will be discussing future 2017-18 Oscar nominee Logan. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine 3 starring Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for the eighth or ninth time, if you count his cameo in X-Men First Class. He has now been playing Wolverine for 17 years. I saw this movie this morning and it fucking blew my mind. I loved it. Morgan hasn't seen it yet, so we will find out whether she agrees with me or whether it's one of those awkward episodes where I'm very excited and she's like, Gavia, it was flawed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait to see for that. Cliffhanger here. 
thank you as always for joining us. We hope that you also enjoyed the Oscars. Go watch some movies. As always, uh, if you enjoyed this, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It's how we find new listeners. Otherwise, you can find us on overinvestedpodcast.com, on Twitter at overinvestedpod, or on Tumblr at overinvestedpodcast. Thanks. Bye.